Wouldn't it be nice if it were Tool's Day and we wouldn't have to wait so long? And wouldn't it be nice to talk about tools today in the kind of world where we belong? Welcome to Tool's Day! <laughs> That's your best one yet, I think. That was good. The best one yet. I actually looked at the lyrics that time. Oh. The other ones I probably messed That's up. kind of cheating, though. Well, I, I, made, it's the worst one I made new lyrics. No, it's still no. creative. Just let me be creative okay. here. Okay. Hi. Welcome to <laughs> Tools Day, a podcast on IBM Radio where we discuss tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna, a front-end developer on the IBM Cloud Design Team. Hey, and I'm Chris Donrodge, a front-end dev on the IBM Engineering Team. It's time for 20 minutes of Tool Talk with today's topic being developer environments. I meant to sync... That with you, like we okay, usually do. Okay, you want to try again? Three, no, no, two, this one, is fine. We can two, keep going. three. Developer <laughs> environments. <laughs> All right, that was the worst on. intro we've ever had. I like it. I think it's the best one. Let's, let's keep going. Okay, so I just learned a second ago that we actually use different text editors. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, I kind of actually jump around text editors every two months or so. The current one I'm on is Adam as opposed to your sublime. Well, I tried Adam out a year ago, so I think it was a different type of Adam. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Last year, Adam was so slow. Like, you'd open up, you'd try to open up a new window, and it would take, like, five seconds. There were things that I liked about it. I, first long. of all, I liked the Markdown more in Adam. Like, the Markdown preview was oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's so nice. So I was, I still write a lot of Markdown. Me too. I just, I, I can, like, visualize it, like, matrixy in my head now. <laughs> I write my whole blog post and all of the, whatever. Anyway, I write a lot of markdown. Um, but I liked that about Adam. I liked that I could change the editor, that it was all like web-based Did languages. you actually ever change anything? I played around with it. Did you? Wow. Yeah, I didn't keep any of the changes. Okay. But I played around with it because that was like the cool thing that you could do with Adam. Um, but I, I don't really see any benefit to it other than that. So true story. The reason why I swapped from Sublime to Adam initially uh, was because I completely killed my Sublime text editor. I was just messing around with something. I did the same thing. I just killed it, and I was like, well, too late now. No, I totally messed up. I cannot open Sublime Text 2 anymore. <laughs> it freezes my computer every time I open it. I have no idea why. To fix that, you have to go in and clear your user preferences file. It's in some folder on your Mac. Do you think somebody tried to like bug us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did this to myself. I definitely uh, did this to myself. And I, was, I mean, I love messing around with my editor. Oh, my gosh. I, I was doing that with Sublime. Killed it and didn't want to do the work to remake my perfect scenario again. And so I swapped Adam. The reason I have Sublime is because my Sublime text is beautiful. Mine was beautiful too. It's set up so nicely. So I I can't really imagine switching at this point to something that I would have to do all that work again when I I know the preferences file. Like I know my way around it. I know all these plugins that I have. So there are a couple nice things about Adam versus Sublime. Sublime first of off, is much faster than, than Adam. Even now, Adam's made some great improvements in its speed, but uh, just in general, it's much slower than... Not much slower, but it's slow. It's slower. Noticeably, Notice- that's all you really need. In file itself... 20% it, less It's fast. Like, it's like 10% less fast. Okay, then it's not noticeable. It's noticeable. Like, when you open a new file, or new window, rather, you can notice, like, there's a slight lag in Adam as opposed to Sublime, which is just super fast. Um... Atom has this great, um, a couple of nice plugins that I like that I use on Atom specifically that I could not find on Sublime Text. Um, on Sublime Text, you have this, um, you you don't have the same level of autocomplete as you do in Atom. Well, um, you have autocomplete based on language. Yeah, so, so Turn.js is on both uh, Sublime and Atom, but the Atom UI for Turn.js, if you've never heard of Turn.js before, it's it kind of a way to 
it's a JavaScript autocomplete engine, essentially, um, like you would have had on any other language. And it makes writing JavaScript much, much easier. I just use a plugin called JavaScript Snippets, and that I, it seems like it does the same thing. Similar, but it's not as in-depth. Okay. Um, Turn.js goes really deep into JavaScript, as well as different libraries. Um, so you can tell it to consume the Angular library, for example, and then that you have autocomplete for Angular, or React, or uh, ES6. So things like that aren't as readily re- 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, available with snippets, um, and it's just a bit faster. Okay, that's pretty cool. Plus, um, Adam, out of the box, will exclude your gitignore folders from project search, which Sublime Text does not do. Well, why do you want to exclude them? Because when I do, when I do an Apple Shift F to look for every usage of the word environment, for example. But how I many? I can either grep through okay, it. Okay, I think or that's a little silly. I actually use this all the time. I like seeing my gitignores. I don't want to see my node mod. So, for example, I have my node modules in my gitignore. For example, right? Oh, I don't you're saying to... it doesn't search through your node modules. Yes. Yeah. Right, but Any in Sublime file... Text, you can specify as well. But it's manual. It's like an extra step, and you have to do it every time you do an Apple Shift. F. I don't remember doing a command shift F in Sublime and finding results in my node modules. My node modules. I don't remember that being an issue. So the one way you can do it in Sublime Text is that there is a preference where you can say ignore your node modules in a folder, but then it doesn't appear in your in your subfolder tree view thing like on your sidebar. I um, normally search within folders, though, because I know if I'm trying to replace a variable name, for instance, I'll just search through the CSS folder I mean, so or JavaScript. Like, I specify because otherwise it's... So here's an example. Like, for example, I was trying to find... Um, I was going through a project and seeing if there were libraries that I was including in my NPM package.json that aren't actually being used. And so my JavaScript files are in a bunch of different folders um, since the way that the project was structured, that's how it was. And I wanted to search through every folder in my project, but not node modules, because obviously in my node modules folder, the the, the package is there. Um, and so in this way, it was super easy to look through my my project and just strip out things I didn't want. But think of this version. Recently, I was um, sort of bug testing and sorting out a bug with Libsass, okay. and I wanted to find what version of Libsass we were using. Mm-hmm. So it was helpful to be able to look through all the node modules and see sure. which instance of Libsass was and being used. And you can still used. look through them. But they I, still appear in your in your sub in your sidebar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I searched it. To be fair, there you I, go. I, see, so you but, can actually use the but same. But still, like, I can see that being useful. I can see it being useful, but more often than not, when I want to search my project, I don't want to search node modules or power components. Um, okay, I don't. I haven't run into it, but <laughs> whatever, dude. You do you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other plugins do you use then? Um, I'm actually very bare bones as far as plugins go. I use um, Autocomplete, Autocomplete Plus on Atom. Um, I, have, I have ESLint as part of every project. TurnJS, as mentioned before, um, and honestly, that's about it now. Oh. I have like I used to have like this laundry list of plugins. Oh, I also have this color hex thing for my SAS. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I've removed every other plugin. I have a whole list in front of me because, <laughs> so I have this dot .files um, repo on beyond GitHub. Beyond .files. So this is just that. Well, editor. yeah, yeah. But I'm okay. saying in my dot .files repo is where I have all my plugins and additional, oh, okay. um, just setup yep. of whatever I use on my system. So here's my plugin list for Sublime Text 3. Um, I have, first of all, make sure you install package control because that's how you install all of your plugins. Yep. The first one I have on here is auto file name, which auto completes files in the project's 
like the system, whatever the project uh, folder. So Adam does it's that out of the so box. It's so nice. It's so nice. I I love this plugin because I'm not sure what yes. like an image is called. I could just dot dot slash dot dot slash. Oh, there's the image folder because it appeared for me. Right. And then it shows you all of the files inside of it and their size. Yep. Ooh, um, their size. Yeah. Interesting. Why do you need that? I don't know. I always delete the size. Okay. I, I need to take it out. Like I hope that it's, that's an option, but it's in there. Um, when you put images in, it automatically gives you a width and height okay. of the image. Oh, yeah. So I've used that plugin before. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Because I always end up um, doing 100% and have it be sized by its parent. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so I love auto file name other than that. Right. Um, then there's bracket highlighter, which is really nice. Yep. That seems like a out-of-the-box thing for Adam. Out-of-the-box, yep. Yeah. Um, color picker is cool because it allows you to left click on, I mean, right click on a color and right. then it brings up the color dialogue and you can change it within okay. your project immediately. The other thing that I really like about some of, I don't know if it's a setting that I did or some like SCSS, um, highlighter, but variable names mm. take the color that they're assigned and show up in that color throughout the page, Yep, I have which that is one for Adam really too. cool. Um, so Emmett, of course. Oh, right. Forgot about that one. Emmett, Emmett is, is wonderful. Life changing. <laughs> if you're not aware, Emmett allows you to just type in short snippets um, and then hit tab, and it just creates, it like builds it out for you. So it's just like shorthand for code. Uh, you can do like UL uh, open greater than greater than sign yeah. li times five tab. And then builds up that structure for you. Yeah, it gives you a, so an nice. order list with five list items inside. And you can also use variables like dollar signs inside. So if you did UL is greater than, um, then in like parentheses, mm-hmm. li dot item dash dollar sign times right. five, yeah. then it'll give you an order list with um, five list items. Each has its own class item one, item two, item three, item four, item five. Yep. Love it. I use HTML colon five tab to create an entire HTML document page. Okay. Um, everything. I love Emmet. It's so good. So there's that. And then I have Emmet CSS snippets. I have JavaScript snippets. I use a markdown previewer, which opens up your item inside of your browser. It has GitHub and not right. yep. flavored markdown. Um, then I have the SAS syntax highlighter. So that's probably what allows for the color variables yep. to work. Then I have this thing called semi, which is automatic semicolon completion. <laughs> wow. Which requires the sublime linter. Okay. But I don't know. I don't really see a problem with semicolons ever. Maybe it's because I have this, but I don't know. There you go. So then I have sidebar enhancements. Wow, this is like a laundry list right yeah, now. Yeah. This is intense. It's it's good. It's a long list. So <laughs> Uh, sidebar enhancements allows for some of my folders to be bolder in the okay. sidebar. Yep. It allows for differentiation there. And then I use the material theme, okay. which is cool because it shows you like an image. Like if it's a gulp file, it right. shows you the little gulp. If it's Ruby, it shows you the root. For like, reference, though, there are many different themes. There have. are a couple of different <laughs> themes. Material theme was the first one that I saw that did this. Um, I actually might be using a different one now. I think it's called Yeti. Uh, yeah, it's the one I sent to you. Seti. Seti, Seti, yeah. Um, I found that one... They're very like similar. A year ago, when uh, Adi Osmani actually tweeted about it. Yeah, like, Seti, oh, Seti is nice. better than Seti was material. the first one that made the gulp icons. Uh, oh. Or the icons. Um, and then it kind of, initially, it wasn't actually not part of the Sublime Text build. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a hack that Seti did. And then, later on, Sublime included it as part of its build structure that you can actually have icons for themes. That's interesting. Um, I love it. So it's I'm, wonderful. I think I'm using that instead of material now. But... I need to update this. Uh, so then I have this thing called Package Resource Viewer, 
I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that on my list? Um, trailing spaces, which is cool because when you have additional spaces or yeah, um, right. breaks, it highlights in red. Yep. So uh, my code is clean as heck because of that. <laughs> so what I'm realizing right now is that Adam has a lot of these things built in out of the box. Um, I think 90% of the plugins you've listed right now Adam does automatically. That's cool. And um, then I found is, SETI. It's probably why I have so much less plugins now because it's just already there. You know, maybe I should try out Adam. I just have such a nice setup already. I know. So, you know, I think honestly for me, the autocomplete on, 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 on Adam is my biggest thing about it. Um, autocomplete plus it's easy to style with your themes, uh, which is very important to me because I like having a pretty editor. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like half the reason why I don't use WebStorm. Uh, WebStorm has by far the greatest autocomplete. Uh, it has its own engines. It's, it's called so heavy. IntelliSense. It's pretty heavy, but we all we're all using MacBook Pros here with SSDs. Yeah, but still, it loads I, pretty fast. Even though I'm using a MacBook Pro, I find that I have performance issues on my device all the time when really? I'm, when I'm running servers to host things okay. and I'm developing on them, which is always. Yeah. That's uh, really? a lot. I, okay, well... I mean, when are you ever developing something that you're not, like, running a server for? Fair, but I'm not running into issues, though. I, I don't, don't know. Have Maybe issues. I've broken my computer. Probably. That's, that sounds <laughs> likely. Um, so how, how do you customize your UI and, like, your views on Atom? The same way you do it in Sublime? Well, Sublime has a separate file called preferences.sublime-settings. Right. And I know that Adam is web-based. Adam has a similar thing. Okay. You can just, there's a UI for it. You say, you you select the preference, you select the theme, the syntax thing. This is essentially a JSON file of just settings. Yeah. And Um, I I have that, like, mine is beautiful, like I said, unlocked. It's on fleek, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the things I did was I made my carrot bigger. I did that too. So I have extra bottom and top padding and width is two instead of one. Bold folder labels I have as true. Um, my color scheme is called Asphalt, mm-hmm. and I linked to it. And then I also went inside the Asphalt folder, and I think I tweaked some of the colors a little bit because I wanted it a little bit brighter, and I am weird. And my font face is Input Mono. This is one of the biggest questions Input I get. Input Mono? Hang on. I have one. Go ahead. Input Mono is a really, really nice typeface. I like it a lot for coding, and it's pretty. And all the time when I tweet like little code snippets, I get four people asking me, what font do you use? What is the typeface? Input mono. That's the typeface. I, I'm a big fan of Droid Sans Mono. It was Google's old font for Android. They've swapped to Roboto now. Um, but initially yes. it was this thing called Droid Sans or Droid Droid something. Uh, and it's, it's, it looks very similar to Open Sans. Um, wait, rewind. What are you using again? Input mono. Input mono. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And that one's new. <laughs> Yeah. So also I increase my font size because I'm blind. Yep. I have my line highlight as true. Highlight modified tabs as true. And then I have some ignored packages, vintage and markdown. Um, I have a bunch of other settings here. My tab size I set to two. Yep. Spaces. I, uh, I use spaces, yeah. Good. But All it's right. not in my settings, but okay. I do use spaces. Um, t- trim trailing white space on save. Yep. True. So if I have an extra line, it gets rid of it for me. Translate tabs to spaces. True. Good. So this Got is kind that. of a contentious point because I, I initially would do that, um, but then when you check in your file to a repo where the project is using tabs and you were like, no, we should be using spaces, you suddenly have a whole huge. You set have of four spaces. 
I see that all the time. I have two. Well, if mine converts to spaces automatically. Oh, yeah, then sorry. I see. But like, yeah, so you have these white space different diffs and people get really into this. But we don't have um, that problem here. Well, we kind of do. I haven't faced it. Because I think um, you guys use four. No, we use two. Are you sure? I use two and I, I don't two. care what anyone else uses because I see two and that's all that matters to me. Oh, interesting. It's in my settings. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll see whatever the project's using, and then I'll get grumpy at it. Yeah, like, you can definitely do that on your own so end. It's so large. Uh, it's funny because for the longest time, I was a four-space person, and then as I got more into Node and JavaScript, it's like, oh, just use two because that's what Node does, and so therefore you have to do it too. And I was like, fine, fine, whatever. And now when I see four, I'm like, this is horrible. How do people read this? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I used to do four, and now I'm definitely a two-space kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> new business card. Yeah, yeah. Unicravitz, two-space kind of girl. <laughs> we don't want to start any you know, wars here. You know, all right, some all right. people are wrong. But, but remember, but, uh, so in the last show, we talked about how I like options. Not in this case. Yes, no, no <laughs> options. Two allowed. spaces are bust. <laughs> okay, so I have word wraps up to true. Um, again, all of this stuff you can find on my dot .files um, repo in GitHub if you're interested and want to steal my so, setup. So speaking of dot .files, we both have our own setups of dot .files. For context of this, though, this is OSX only. Um, yeah, we're talking so, about OSX. So talking about sorry Max about now. It. So for your Windows users... Good luck. You can uh, get Sigwin or something. I don't know. Yeah, but none of these will still apply to you. Yeah. Oh, the editors will still if apply you to you. If you use Linux. Uh, Linux is it's similar. It's the same as Bash. They're both Unix setups. Um, I don't think some of the... So ba Unix or Linux has a different... Linux uses Bash RC. OSX uses Bash Profile. I don't um, think there's a difference because I know when I downloaded ZShell, I got a ZSHRC. Yes. And I use my aliases.sh, and it reads uh, it fine. In OSX, there's a, there's a slight difference. It's kind of a weird thing. What's I remember the I remember reading about this, but I don't remember right right away. Um, so, something like for all intents and purposes, is, yeah. it's probably the same. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so what are your favorite aliases? Um, hey, hey, hang on. So I actually just stole mine from Paul Irish. Um, oh yeah, he has he, a like he has the his, dot files repo. Yeah, and he actually took his initially from somebody else too, um, like Matthias something. Matthias Brins. Maybe. It sounds right. So it sounds right. <laughs> uh, and it is the most intense, complete set of dot files you'll ever need. So if you're just starting out, I recommend forking his and editing it to whatever you need. I don't know Maybe. if I would give that advice because no? it is very in depth. It is, in and depth. there's a lot in there that you don't know what it is so i think it's better to start playing around making your own aliases so you can understand why and how uh, i disagree i learned a lot about I learned terminal a lot. i learned a I'm, lot by reading paul irish's i learned a lot by going and googling how do i make this happen well i would look at paul irish's files go i have no idea what's happening here google it and then no and then also have paul irish's files with me you know what and a then great podcast or blog post would be right. disseminating all of those dot files into like what's going on what's happening and why agreed that'd be cool okay so idea time <laughs> for anyone that's listening um so i i just started playing around with terminal aliases about a year ago and it has really transformed my workflow the first one that i made was like 
I just Googled like a tutorial on this. And it was like MKD, make directory and CD mm -hmm. into it. Yep. So that's a function there. Um, alias my IP tells me what IP I have. It's curlip.appspot.com. And then one of my favorites that I use all the time is my emojis alias, oh. which just, <laughs> you can just open websites super easy. Just open and then the URL of emojicheatsheet.com so that when I'm writing commit messages or pull request review, I make sure to add some sparkles and hearts right. when I'm saying something that sounds a little... I'm not going to say sound aggressive, but like this might want to change. Smile, sparkle, heart. <laughs> I always put a smiley face before I say anything negative. Like, don't be mad at me. But, but you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, try, I try to make it positive, which emojis help a yeah. lot with that. I mean, how can you be mad at somebody who's smiling at you? Yeah, and I like to compliment first, too. Like, this is a really great pull request. Maybe make this change. That's a <laughs> whole really different good, topic. But it's actually really bad, so uh, <laughs> just, just redo all of it, please. Uh, a really good one to have is my WTF alias, which What's will... It, do? it restarts my terminal for me. Because what happens all the time is... Like, <laughs> why I, is everything broken? Why? Because uh, I'll add an alias, and I was like, why isn't it working? I just added this thing. Because you have to restart your terminal. Yeah. So it's just source, and then it sources my CSHRC right. file. Yeah which I have linked to my alias.sh. So yep. my ZSHRC, I use Z shell for my terminal. Yep. I use iterm2 with Z shell on top of that. And then I have all the settings for ZSH in there, but my aliases I've linked out. So why do you use ZSH over Bash? Honestly, because when I was first learning friend development, one of the developers set it up in my system and I like it a lot. I like the themes. Uh, similar for me as well. Uh, well, well, no, that's a lie. Again, I was copying somebody else I found on the internet. But initially when I got it, I liked it a lot because it had better autocomplete. So if you press tab when you're writing some command or a folder structure, um, it's case insensitive as opposed to bash um, and a couple other nice tweaks. Uh, later I learned that bash has a new version that does all the same things too, uh, but OSX comes with the older version. Yeah. So there's no, like, it's not a hard requirement to use ZSH, um, for us at least. But uh, I also tried using fish shell. Yeah. Fish. F-A-I-S-H, like what it sounds I like. I saw that. It's pretty cool. Um, it has a lot of auto-completion. The settings open up in a web browser. And Interesting. It's like I liked it. It just was missing a lot of the features that I had in CSH. It did auto-completion. It did all those just major things. But I don't remember why. I ended up switching back after two or three weeks of using it. Yeah. Um, but it's a very viable option. Easy to configure. Yep. Really easy to configure. And... For your terminal itself, are you using iTerm2 or yeah. are you using terminal? Okay. Just iTerm2. Why? The same thing. Okay. It was just the initial setup that I had, and I haven't found a reason to switch. I've never found anyone telling me to Use terminal. Switch. Yeah. So I actually found, like, if you're using CSH themes, it's the same between iTerm and terminal. It is, but um, my iTerm is dark-themed. Oh, my goodness. So my, iTerm, though. My regular from, terminal yeah. is not... The big benefit for iTerm for me is its panes. So you can make a new pane in one window. And so I'll have like three different panes open for one project. For example, I, I have a server up. I have, you know, maybe my gulp file running somewhere. An open terminal at the project in case I want to open files or something. And then that's just one window for me as opposed to three different tabs. So, yeah, I've just never faced the issue. It's no. just always been a. It's, <laughs> it's, always, it's been always been there, there for, for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know what the features are. I just know that it works. <laughs> um, 
So also in this aliases thing, I set up a bunch of, I have this personal goals repo. I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole other thing. But I made a bunch of aliases to make my personal workflow um, work to my needs with my own repos. So there's a bunch of those aliases. I have some absolute directories that I like. I have my dev directory as an absolute directory. Wherever I am, I can just open up into it. And um, I have my blogs directory as well. Um, something that I really liked from Paul Irish's dot .files repo is that he's broken down his dot .files into many different files. So um, instead of just having a one alias file, you have aliases, functions, um, uh, ZSHRC, bash profile. He has like about 10 different files. I have um, my, my personal goals one I used to have in a separate file, so I just sourced that as well. You yeah. can just keep chaining these. Right. So you, you can make just, it modular. Yeah. So modular. It's very, <laughs> it's very modular. We don't I, have a soundboard, but that could be a sound <laughs> bit. Modular. Um, so I love that part of it. And he was also the person that introduced me to Brew like two years ago or something like that. I saw he yeah. was using Brew on a project, and I was like, what is this? Oh, it's magical. So for those of you who don't know, Homebrew is... Like the missing package manager for OSX. I don't know how I would use my computer without Homebrew. Yeah, it. you type in brew install something, and it goes out there, it finds it, and it installs it for you. And it's, if you don't use it, you'll probably like have a bunch of errors. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like apt-get or yum for uh, Linux, if you've used those before. Windows does not have an equivalent, I don't think. Um, I could be wrong, because my knowledge of Windows dev environment is zero to none. Uh, which is just I zero. had a Windows computer three years ago. I still have a Windows computer at home. Like my main computer is Windows, but I you don't dev on it. I work on a Mac. Yeah. I play on a Windows. Uh, so that's how that breakdown works for me. The, certain, the new computer looks awesome, though. The, um, the, oh, yeah, Surface, the Surface by book? Microsoft. Oh my goodness, it looks amazing. The Surface Book looks so cool. Uh, Microsoft has done a lot of good things. Good recently. for y'all. Like, like Windows, y'all killing Windows it. Windows 10 is wonderful. Um, I was one of the few people who liked Windows 8 as well. I had no yeah, issues with that start menu. I didn't, but uh, Windows 10 does seem a lot better, and the Surface Book, that probably sold me on it more than the system itself. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Two more that I'll mention are my Killport alias that right. one of our coworkers, Chris Johnson, sent this to me. It's lovely. Sometimes you have an EADDR, like e-address and use error when you're trying to run servers and what this does is you just say kill port 4000 and it kills the 4000 server that's running right oh so nice saves me a restart once in a while yeah um I have... sometimes like i don't want to like pid and like find it and like run logs so i just kill port yeah done again it's so useful uh basically terminal functions if you work in the terminal make a functions file or an alias file and make it work for you. Make it work for you because it will save you so much time with your workflow. Um, and we're actually running out of time again. Okay. <laughs> so. I am going to introduce you to my last um, terminal alias, which is Say. Oh, my goodness. Say is Please. so <laughs> much fun. She means slightly obnoxious. So I use way. Vicky. Vicky is one of the voices um on terminal and she's like south african i think and she's awesome so i have a little alias that if i just type say and i type in what she's gonna say for listening oh that's not vicky that's not vicky at all it sounds like a a mark oh sorry that was me typing in say in my terminal but if i just type s s is my alias ah 
Yeah. And then... So then I need to type S in. I'm going to control A to get to the front of my line. Get rid of say. Thanks for listening. Heck yeah. That's Vicky. So... Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was our show about dev environments. It's a huge topic. We only covered a tiny bit of it, but hopefully you learned something new.